In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So a few weeks ago, we read the story of how the angel of the Lord came to Zechariah to announce that his wife Elizabeth is going to bear a, a child and how he was going to have a special mission in life, right? To prepare the way of the Lord. Zechariah's response to this was to laugh. And because of that, the Lord took away his speech. He was mute until the day of his son's birth. In today's gospel, the people asked Elizabeth whether they should name him, and she said, John, right? They wanted to confirm with Zechariah because there's no one in that family by that name. That child is supposed to be named Zechariah. But they went up to Zechariah, and he's mute now. He can't speak, so they give him a tablet, and he writes the name John. And as soon as he writes that name, the Lord gives him his speech back. St. John the Baptist had a beautiful life, a life dedicated to the Lord. And there's a lot we can learn from the life of St. John the Baptist, but I'm going to focus on three things, three characteristics of the life of St. John the, uh, the Baptist. Zeal, humility, and courage. St. John the Baptist had a zeal for the faith, right? He was living a penitential lifestyle. He lived in the wilderness eating nothing but honey, wild honey, and locusts, right? He drank no wine and no strong drink. He was focused on his call in life to prepare the way of the Lord. He knew the Lord, and he wanted him to be made known to the whole world. When Jesus went to get baptized by them in the Jordan River, St. John the Baptist proclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. St. John the Baptist points everyone to Jesus. He used his speech with zeal to proclaim that he is the Lord, that this is the Messiah. This is the guy we have been waiting for. St. John the Baptist possessed humility. At this point, he had garnered a lot of followers. A lot of people would go to the Jordan River specifically to be baptized by St. John the Baptist. But what does he say? I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but one who is coming after me is mightier than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus came to him to be baptized by him. But in his humility, St. John the Baptist says, I am not worthy. You should be the one to be baptized in me. I'm not worthy to even tie your sandals. He used his speech in humility to tell the world who Jesus was that all the blessings that he had received up to this point came from God. St. John the Baptist also had courage. See, at this time, Herod, the ruler of Galilee under the Roman Empire, wanted to divorce his wife and take his sister-in-law, his brother's wife, as his wife. St. John the Baptist had courage to go against this ruler of an oppressive regime, a very powerful man who was not afraid to use that power. And St. John the Baptist went to correct him, to let him know that what he was doing was offensive in the eyes of the Lord. He spoke to the sanctity of marriage, something that our culture has lost today. But that's a homily for another day. He was beheaded because of his courage. He was beheaded because he used his speech, he used his words to proclaim the faith, to proclaim what God taught about the sanctity of marriage. In all three circumstances, in all three characteristics, 
St. John the Baptist used his works for the spreading of the gospel to be humble in the eyes of the Lord and to proclaim the truth of the faith. While his father used his speech to mock the angel and he was punished for it. Your words have power, my brothers and sisters. And that's what I want to talk about today. The power and the impact our words have on others. In particular, how we use our words compared to the characteristics of St. John the Baptist. Number one, zeal. Do we have the zeal for the faith, my brothers and sisters? One of the greatest missionaries in the history of the church is St. Francis Xavier, one of the original seven founders of the Jesuit order. He spent most of his life traveling to spread the news, the good news of Jesus Christ. He went to Japan, and he went to India, and he had this zeal to spread the good news to the whole world. It is estimated that he baptized over 30,000 people. In a letter to St. Ignatius of Loyola, he spoke about the reasons why people were not becoming Christians. He said people were not becoming Christians because there was nobody there to make them Christians. And it's not like there wasn't enough people in the church. There wasn't enough people in the church with the zeal to tell others about Jesus. Imagine if every single one of us took the words of the gospel faithfully, and we went out there and we tried to baptize 30,000 people. How different will our world look today? That's too much, Abuna. What if we do one? What if we go after the one? Our congregation will double. Do we have the zeal? St. Francis writes, Again and again I have thought of going around the universities of Europe, especially Paris, and everywhere crying out like a madman, riveting the attention of those with more learning than charity. What a tragedy. How many souls are being shut out of heaven and fallen into hell thanks to you? The cool thing about this is there is a saint writing a letter to another saint. If you study church history, you'll see that a lot of saints knew each other. It's like they came in pairs, right? We have St. Ignatius and St. Leola, St. Monica, St. Augustine, and St. Ambrose, St. Benedict and St. Scholastica, St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross, St. Francis and St. Clair of Assisi, and the list goes on. Holiness is attractive. And if you strive for holiness, if you allow God to work in your life, others will be attracted to the same love that you have received. Be not afraid to be holy. My favorite line in that quote is, how many souls are shut out of heaven and fallen into hell thanks to you? Now, obviously, these people are not going to hell because of them, right? They're going to hell because of their sins. But what if no one told them? What if they just don't know better? What if no one has spoken about the love of God into their lives? How would they know? How would people know if we don't tell them? St. Paul in Romans, right? But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And that's where humility comes in. The second characteristics. I understand that this may be a hard word for us to do, to go out there and to speak about the love of God into this culture, into, your, into this world. But if you're Speech is not bringing people to God. Is it driving them further? Our words have power, 
my brothers and sisters. And one of the ugliest things in humanity, and especially in our community, is gossip. To speak ill of others. On September 6, 2020, Pope Francis said this about gossip. When we see a mistake, a fall, a slip in that brother or sister, usually the first thing we do is to go out and recount it to others to gossip. And gossip closes the heart to the community, closes off the unity of the church. The great gossiper is the devil who always goes about telling bad things about others because he is a liar who seeks to separate the church, to distance brothers and sisters, and not create community. How true are these words in our community? God forbid someone makes a mistake. God forbid someone doesn't spend $20,000 on flowers on their wedding. God forbid that meal in their wedding night was not up to your satisfaction and everyone else has to know about it. And this gossip also hits our families. How many of us have family members that don't speak to each other? How many of us have family members that we don't speak to? How many of us have family members that we can't visit to celebrate the birth of our Lord? Because something that was said years ago and we just can't let it go. Matthew 5 says this, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Did you know that you're not even supposed to approach the altar of God if you have hate in your heart? If you have a brother or a sister that you don't speak to? And for what? Something that they said. It is time to humble ourselves. It is time to pick up that phone and reconcile. It is time to reunite our families. And that's where the third characteristic comes in. That's where courage comes in. To be courageous in our beliefs. To be courageous in what the gospel teaches and to not be ashamed of it. To be courageous enough to say that I'm sorry. To be courageous to look different in this world and not just try to fit in. And go through the motions. Your words matter. Proverbs 18.21 states, The tongue has the power of life and death. Words have power to bring life. If you read Genesis, how did God create the world? Ten times in the creation story, the book of Genesis says, The phrase God said. Right? He says, God said, let there be light. God said, let there be a dome in the middle of the waters. God said, let the earth bring forth vegetation. There was no matter for God to use to create the world. God created the world out of nothing. Ex nihilo, right? But he used language. He used his works to create, into the, in, he, to create the world. And St. John, in his gospel, the very first line, he, he just puts it together so beautifully. In the beginning was the Word. Obviously alluding to Jesus. But I want to point out again that our words have power. By our words, we can build somebody up or we can tear them down. By our choice of words, we can choose to bless someone or to curse them. And you can see this theme all over the Bible. New Testament, Old Testament, the gospel, the letters, Proverbs, everywhere you look, this, this talk about gossip. It is not good, my brothers and sisters. St. Paul also warns about this in Ephesians 4. He says, do not let 
any unwholesome thought come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. He's basically saying, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you need to share it. I hate to be the bearer of brag news, but guys, it doesn't matter. No one cares. I'm sorry. Your opinion is not that important. My opinion is not that important. And Jesus talks about this as well. In Matthew 15, he says, It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This is what defiles a person. When you're bringing up someone's name, it hurts. It really hurts, guys. And we've all been in a situation when someone said something bad about you. It might not even be true, but it still hurts. How can somebody think like that of me? And a lot of times when we're speaking about others, we're not even fully thinking about it. We're just sitting there having a good time gossiping. But your words matter. Jesus tells us to treat, to treat others how we want to be treated. And I guarantee you there is not a single soul in this church today or out there in the world that wants to be talked about. And if you don't want to be talked about, and if Jesus tells us to treat others how we want to be treated, how about we stop? If we have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. It's an ugly, ugly characteristic to have as a human being, especially if you call yourself a Catholic, especially if you call yourself a believer. James 1.26 says, Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. You being here today means nothing. Coming to church on Sunday means absolutely nothing if Monday through Saturday we're talking about people. What is the point? What is the point of coming to church if we don't allow Christ to change our lives and to go into the world and be another Christ? To speak life into someone. To bless them instead of cursing them. We as a community need to rethink how we treat each other, how we speak about each other. And please, for the love of God, stop gossiping. Stop talking ill about each other. Let's build each other up. Let's build up our families. And let's build up the kingdom of God. Amen?